Proverbs number 5 and number 6. Proverbs chapter number 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. I know we maybe we'll read another verse or two. I don't believe we'll get to cover it, but be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses burn, burst out with new wine. So as we think about this verse number 5 and verse number 6, trust in the Lord. What do we know about God? What do we know about the Lord? Trust in the Lord. So I believe he's saying this, to put our faith, our confidence, to put our faith and confidence in the Lord. You might say, well, what do we know about God? Well, I'd say this, that God has given us His Word, whether we read that or not. You know, that'll be up to me as an individual. But God has given us a revelation of Himself through His Word. So as you think about that, can I trust in this God? So He says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So, with all thine heart, I believe he's saying this, with the whole man, let the whole man trust in God. What part of my life? Well, why don't you answer that? What part of my life? Is there any part of my life that should be off limits to God? Is there any part of my life that God is unaware of? Is there any part of my life that He's not God over? Is there any part of my life that should be off limits to trusting God? To asking for the direction of God? Is there any place? I I believe there's a lot of folks in this world that thinks there's particular places in their life that, you know, I really don't need to consult God there. I mean, my mind is already made up by my tradition, what my forefathers has done, and what this one has done, or that one has done, and, and this really, it shouldn't be affected. I tell you, if God doesn't affect every part of your life, do you really have the God of the Bible? Is He really your God? So he says, trust the Lord with all thine heart. I believe that he's saying there honestly, that he's saying with a sincereness, with an unfeigned faith, with a faith. You know, I believe James said it like this, that a a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Am I settled on trusting God? Am I settled that God is trustworthy in every venue of my life. It doesn't matter what place, what time, what circumstance. There is not a time, not a place, not a circumstance 
that God cannot be trusted in and with. <laughs> so, is there any place that should be off limits? I, I believe this, according to what we read, especially the latter part, it would be for my benefit, would it not? Would it not be best for me to trust God? Would it not be best for you? But you know what we wrestle with? We wrestle with the next verses. We wrestle with leaning to our own understanding, don't we? We wrestle with that continually. And you know what I think about, in my opinion, and I've said it before, but in my opinion, one of the greatest blunders that has ever been recorded in history is the recording of what the Israelites did when they came out of Egypt. The Lord said, I've got a land to give you. I've got a place to give you flowing with milk and honey. And you know what they said? We want to go over and look at it and make sure that we're able to take it. That's a terrible mistake, wasn't it? What do you say that was? I, I believe you could say this. It began with not trusting God. It began with, letting, let me go look at it. Let me go uh, uh, give my uh, surmising of it. Let me go gather my intelligence. Let me go see what it looks like, how big it is, how great the enemies are. It began with a doubting of the Word of God. It began with a doubting of that. And it grew into a distrust of God and leaning on their own understanding. Is that not what happened? <coughs> Greatest blunder. You know, we could say there, you could say, well, I don't believe that's the greatest. I believe this is. But can you see that? Can you see that man did not trust God and wanted to go look at it? Let me go look at it. I promise you this. I believe that it'll be true over and over and over again. When God tells you something and you say, God, let me go look at it first it's going to be a great mistake. It's going to be a great mistake. When you go look at it, it will look impossible. When you go look at it, you will conjure up and in your logical mind, you will say there is no way this can happen. You know what that, uh, that makes me do? I have to go back and rely on God, don't I? Can I believe what God said? Why why did the writer put this in this Proverbs? <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. <laughs> you know something? I, 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 I believe everybody wrestles with this. Saved or lost. I believe we all wrestle with this. You say, well, I'm saved. If you're genuinely saved, if you're a child of God, if you've been born again, if you are, are genuinely a child of God, then, then, then this has happened, hasn't it? You have trusted the only eternal thing that you have with God. Right? Yet, on a day-to-day -day basis we question and we wonder and we wrestle with trusting God with the temporary things. Is that not true? 
We look at the things in this life. I mean, we've trusted God with our eternal and everlasting soul. We've trusted God that we're not going to die and go to hell because we've put our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ and we're putting our faith, our trust in that finished work uh, for our eternity. And here comes a problem on the job in the family uh, with a spouse, a problem of money, a problem of health, and we say, I just don't know what I'm going to do here. I, I just don't know how this is going to work out. I need to look at this and figure out with my natural carnal mind what I need to do here. The writer says, I need to trust God's what he says. He said, I need to trust God and not lean into my own understanding. So, you think about this. Trust God with all thine heart, with the whole of me. You know, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about the sinner. The very sinner of man. The sinner of the thoughts, the intents, the emotions. Everything that has to do with my being, he's talking about let me trust God with all of me. Let me trust God with everything that drives me, that influences me, that gives me the direction, that gives, helps me to make decision. Let me, let me find that I get my direction from the very heart and with all of my heart I trust God. I have confidence in God. I lean upon God. Listen to these words. Trust God with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. So now you, you think about that. Lean not. So support to rely upon, to rest on. I'm going to rely on my understanding for support. I'm going to rely on my understanding to rest on. I'm going to rely there. I thought of a scripture as I was reading this. I believe it's in the book of Isaiah. And Israel was going to go and trust in Egypt. And he said, listen Israel, when you go to trust on Egypt, Egypt will be like a broken reed. You're going to lean. Now just get this picture with me, would you? So I've got a walking stick. I've got a walking stick that's made out of a reed. And this reed, it's good. It, it's not a bad thing. My understanding is not a bad thing. My understanding can be useful. My understanding can be beneficial. But I should not put my weight on that. I shouldn't rest on that. So I've got my walking stick made out of a reed. In my mind, I think about these river canes up and down the creek. Now just imagine, I've got a river cane that's three and a half, four foot tall, and I'm leaning on that. God said to Israel, when you lean on Egypt, it'll be like a broken reed. That word means splinter. So when I lean on my own understanding, I'm leaning on a splintered reed. So look at this now. I'm going to lean over on this. It's going to splinter. 
And as I lean over and I got my hand on the top of it, you know what's going to happen? That's going to go into my hand and that is going to make me unable to do anything for a long period of time because that is going to run up in and run through my hand as it splinters. When you and I lean on our own understanding, we are leaning on a broken stick. We are leaning on something that's going to go in our hand. And as God said to Israel, you're going to lean on Egypt. It's a broken reed which shall go through your hand and it's going to bring injury to you. I'm going to be sorry that I lean on my own understanding. It's going to bring about sorrow to me. I thought about Moses' mother. She took bulrushes, papyrus, very light. It's absorbent. The first word it says about bulrushes is absorbent. You know, if she hadn't have pitched that, Moses would have sunk, wouldn't he? I've got understanding. Let's call that bulrushes. I've got understanding. But you know what I need to do? I need that pitched with a trust in God. I, I, believe, I believe a stick. I, believe, I, 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 I use a river cane sometimes to mess with a dog. You know, I can keep the dog pushed out. I can take a 15 or 20 foot piece of river cane and the dog wants to come in and, and grab a hold of the sheep, I can take that river cane and I can push that dog out. But you know something? I don't want to lean on that. I don't want to rest on that. I don't want to put my faith in that. I don't want to put my weight on that. If Miriam, if Moses' mother, if Moses' mother had not took pitch and pitched that little ark of papyrus, when she put Moses in it and took him out, sent him out on the river, you know what would have happened? It would have absorbed the water and Moses would have drained. So I believe our understanding is useful. But we should not put our weight on it. Because if we put our weight on our own understanding... It's going to bring about harm to our lives. So bear, bear with us a little longer. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. So God help me not to lean on what I know. When should I trust in God? You know, I, I, I need to trust in the Lord at all times. I need to trust the Lord Whatever the situation, I would say this, I believe some of the hardest times that there is to trust in God is when things are prosperous. Right. When things are going well, man forgets about God. When the bottom drops out, man's calling on God. But even then, I believe it's a hard thing for man to trust in God. You know what this man does? This man, by the Word of God, the natural man is at enmity with God. Lean not to thine own. Now where does that come? He's not saying the understanding of God, but he's telling me, don't you lean on, don't you put your weight on, don't you rest on your own understanding. Because your understanding, 
the Bible says that our natural, that you and I, with our natural understanding, we are at enmity. That means there's a deep-seated hatred between me and God. Well, preacher, I don't, I don't really believe that. Well, let me just read it to you then. If you don't believe it, me, maybe you'll believe what God says. God said this in Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 5. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity in opposition, a deep-seated hatred against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. He tells us in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse number 14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So what do I need to do? God help me to lean on the Lord Jesus Christ. Help me to lean upon the Word of God. Help me to lean upon and put my faith in and my trust in the revelation that God has given me through His Word. Right. <laughs> you know, he, he says, in all thy ways, in every way, in every situation, whether things are going great or I tell you things are in decline or whether I'm in a place of darkness and I can't really see. I can't see and I, I can't see what God is doing. I, I can't see to the sense to see the end of it. I still need to trust God in that time of darkness, don't I? In that time that I'm not able to see the end, don't I need to trust God? If, if, I, if I lean unto me, if I lean on me, if I lean to my understanding, I'm going to be like that broken reed. I'm going to be like that broken reed and it's going to run through my hand and I'm going to be injured and I'm going to be destroyed by what I'm leaning on. I tell you, man, man, man does not know. Listen, folks. We're talking about a God who knows the future. We're talking about a God who knows all things. We're talking about a God who is in power of all things. We're talking about a God who can change the circumstance. We're talking about a God who can change the mind. We're talking about an all-knowing, all-seeing, almighty God. We're talking about a God that can be trusted. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. To know Him. To recognize Him. You might think this is silly, but I thought about that word recognize. So get this picture in your mind. You're going to some function or some seminar or some gathering of people. And maybe whoever's hosting the event, they've got a special speaker. You know what they're going to do? They're going to recognize that speaker. So just think about this. That we recognize God. 
Can we recognize God? Have we got an introduction for God? What shall I say about God? So, he says here, In all thy ways acknowledge Him. In all thy ways know Him. In all thy ways recognize Him. In all thy ways, you know what I could do? I could say, let me tell you a little background about this man that's going to be speaking to you. And you know, because because of your situation, you've got a desire, and I want to create that desire. I want to create a desire in you that you would want to hear what this person that I'm introducing has to say. And your situation, the situation that you're in, now just look, folks, I want you to think about this as we think about acknowledging Him in all, in all thy ways, acknowledge Him. So let's think about the background of our God. Uh, friend, let me give you a little background on Him. Let me give you a little uh, uh, insight into His expertise. I want you to know this. There has never been a situation that you have encountered, you are going to encounter, that you will ever face that He has not already faced and is not an expert in that situation. Would you like to hear what He's got to say since He's an expert, since you can know about Him, since He's got a background in what you're facing, since He is the one that is the expert, and since you need to know something about it, I'd like for you to recognize Him. God would like to be recognized. Now you think about that. Whatever the situation, maybe it's a financial advisor. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Can you imagine, if you know anything about financial investments, can you imagine that Warren Buffett was going to be speaking at the Springs Creek School? Are you interested in making money? To support you, your family, your interests. Well, you know, I don't know who's going to introduce Warren Buffett. But I believe they're going to talk about his expertise. They're going to talk about his accomplishments. They're going to talk about how much money he has made over the last 40 years. And you know, they're going to put out some, I mean, some unbelievable numbers that is going to grab your attention. I want you to know this. We're talking about a God who has got a record, ladies and gentlemen, who has never lost a case, who has never lost a battle, who has always won, who is always right. He's never made a wrong decision. I'd say this. I'd say Warren Buffett has made some wrong decisions. The majority of his life, he's made some great decisions, but I'd say he's lost some here and there. And I want you to know this. The God that is desiring to be recognized has never lost. Could we recognize Him? You see, if I don't acknowledge Him, if I don't recognize Him for who He is, how can He... You know what I... If I go and I say, you know, Mr. Buffett, I don't know deadly about financial investment. 
But I know that you know. And if you would take me as your client, I'm just going to turn every bit of dollar value that I've got, I'm going to give it to you. Now let's bring that from the natural that we can lay our hands on. And let's bring that my whole life unto God. Acknowledge Him in all thy ways. And you know what He's going to do? Praise God, He's going to direct me. He's going to make my path plain. He's going to make me uh, be able to see the way out. He is going to bring me to the place that I can see the way that I need to go. And you know what way that's going to be? I hear this. I don't need to worry about the enemy. I don't need to worry about the circumstance. What I need to worry about is am I trusting in Him? Have you recognized Him? Have you recognized His background? Have you recognized His expertise? Have you recognized that He knows about your situation? You know, today, I, I, I don't know this to be the fact, but it certainly looks like today there's a great shortage in just regular MDs, regular medical doctors. It seems like that to me. I mean, we've got experts in wrists, we've got experts in elbows, we've got experts in shoulders, we've got experts in heart, expert in lungs, expert in legs, ex experts in feet, expert uh, in the blood system, expert in cardiology, expert in pulmonary, expert in veins, expert in circulation. Let me tell you this, God is an expert in every facet of your life. He would like to be recognized as such. You know, if the, if the medical association is going to have a big meeting at, maybe at uh, Massachusetts General or at MIT or, or down at Emory University, I tell you what, the guest speaker, friends, the guest speaker will most likely be recognized and most likely be known by everybody that's sitting there because they're there to glean from the expertise and the knowledge and the background of this individual. Who is this individual in Proverbs? It's God. Is He the expert? Let me ask you this. Is He credible? Is he credible? How long has he been in practice? Well, he, he just got out of med school last year. So really, he's had maybe, maybe, uh, 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 maybe four years of med school, and maybe two years he's been as an intern, and really right now he's just starting. Would you like for him to work on your case? I mean, if your case is life-threatening, would you like him or would you like the one that gave the speech at his graduation? Let me tell you, God Almighty is credible. Everywhere you look, He is credible. Everywhere you search, He is credible. He is a credible God who is able to... And listen, friend, 
He's not just a regular MD. And He's not just a specialist in heart work. I tell you, friend, He is an MD. And it doesn't matter what your situation is from the crown of your head to the sole of your foot. He's an expert in every problem and every situation you've got mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. He's an expert in all of it. You know what He says? Would you acknowledge me? Would you recognize me for who I am? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. (laughs) So, as you think about this, you think about man... Really needs his eyes open, doesn't he? I, I read this morning over in the book of Second Kings, chapter number six. Here's Elijah and his servant, and friend, when they look around, and, and, and as they look around, they're surrounded by the enemy. And he said, Oh, oh man of God, what are we going to do? I mean, it looks like we are going to die. Lord, open his eyes. And when he looked, when he looked, now listen, who's opening the eyes? This God right here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. This God who says, In all thy ways acknowledge me. This God who says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own earth. And what, what was wrong? What he saw. But you know something? He wasn't seeing the whole picture. You know, isn't it amazing, friend, that you can see the picture one day and when God reveals it the way He sees it, you see the picture totally different. (laughs) Maybe that ain't helping you, but that's helping me. I tell you, thank God, Elijah said, Lord, open his eyes. When he opened his eyes, what was the mountains? The mountains was filled with chariots and horsemen and chariots of fire. And Elijah says this, there's more with us than with them. We need our eyes open, don't we? I I believe this is what I need my eyes open to. I need my eyes open to acknowledge and to recognize who He is. I need to recognize His credibility, His background, His expertise. I need to recognize, a friend, that He has something that I'm interested in. Has He got help? I'm interested in help. Has He got salvation? I'm interested in salvation. Has He got persuasion? I'm interested in persuasion. Has He got healing? I'm interested in healing. Is He able to convince of the gainsayer? I'm interested in that. He knows about it. Yes, He does. Would you acknowledge Him? Would you... Would you would you recognize Him? It'll be for my benefit. It'll be good. In Luke, very familiar Scripture, Luke 24. Luke 24. The Bible said this, you know there was the two on the Emmaus Road. And they was all down and out. You know what they saw? They saw Jesus crucified on the cross. They saw Joseph 
and maybe Nicodemus take him down and put him in a tomb. They got a man walking with them on the best road. They don't recognize him. In a little while, they're going to recognize him. He's going to open. He's going to reveal to them. Listen to what the Bible says. Luke 24. He began at Moses, that's 27. Luke 24, 27. He began to expound unto them the Scriptures concerning Himself. And they drew nigh unto the village and, and whither they went. And He made as though He would have gone farther. What's happened? Listen. Jesus said, I'm going on. But listen. But they constrained Him. wonder why. I believe it's this. I believe it's His expertise. I believe it's His attitude. I, I believe that He has got a hold of them with all that He's been revealing thus far. You know what? I mean, He's captivated their attention. And they say, would you tell us a little more? Would you like to know more? That's what's going on right here. You know what they're desiring? They're desiring that their eyes could be opened more. They've not recognized Him yet. So the Word of God says they constrain Him, saying, Abide with us. It's toward the end of the evening and the day's far spent. And He went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as they sat down to meet with them, He took bread and blessed blessed it and break it and gave unto them. And their eyes were opened and they knew Him and He vanished out of their sight. What happened? I tell you, in the breaking of the bread, in the breaking of the blessing of the bread, their eyes was opened and they recognized who the Lord was. Thank God for that. And they said, oh, while we was on the way, you know, there was something about Him. How there was something intriguing. There was something drawing. There was something that made us, instead of letting Him go on the way He was going, there was something in my heart. I grabbed a hold of Him and said, how about staying with us a little longer? Would you tell us a little more about yourself? I tell you, if you and I would acknowledge Him, recognize Him. He could give us direction. We wouldn't be running around in the dark and having the molly grubs all the time and feel like there was no hope. Thank God recognize Him. Our hearts burned along the way as He opened now listen, what did I tell you to start with? Trust in the Lord with all... The... How do I know Him? Did our hearts burn within us while He talked with us by the way, while He opened unto us the Scripture? Now what did He just say But earlier? What's the Scripture about? Him. It's about Him. The revelation in the Word of God is about the God of the Word. The Word of God, the written Word of God is about the God of the Word. It's about this God. It's the revelation of God. And they said, oh, our hearts did burn while we were walking by the way as He opened unto us the Scripture. Thank God for that. You know what? They recognized Him. He's the opener. 
He opened their eyes. He opened the Word of God. He opened their heart. Did He not? Their hearts did burn. Did He not open their heart? Thank God. Acknowledge Him. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. In all of thy ways, trust in Him. In all of thy ways, recognize Him. I had another verse, but I've lost it. Verse 45. Then opened He their understanding that may they might understand the Scripture. Another time. Not just the two on the Emmaus Road, but the rest of the crowd. You see that? He opened their understanding too. They recognize Him. Just a little more and I'll hush. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. And He, He, He'll give you direction. My understanding and my tendency. You know, the truth is, folks, when God tells man to do something, man's immediate reaction is to reject that. That's our human nature against the spiritual nature that God puts in a man. When Paul wrote the seventh chapter of Romans, what was that? I tell you, it was two natures colliding. It was two natures in opposition when Rita was talking a few minutes ago, what was she talking about? Sounded like she was thanking God on one side and on another side that there was failure in her life. Where was that? I believe she said it. The flesh. Our flesh. My flesh. So maybe this is a hard saying. But the experience of my flesh, if the experiences of my flesh is greater than, if I lean to the experiences of my flesh and put my trust there, I believe that that is a revelation of my lack of experiences with the God of the Bible. Chew on that a minute. My tendency to trust and to lean upon a broken stick. I'm going to put my weight on a on a riddle on a on a, a a reed that's splintered. How foolish! But if I have trusted and had experience and have credibility and have a background and have an expert, and have one that is familiar with my situation, why would I not trust in Him 
versus me. Have my experiences with, with God been so few and so lacking in convincing that I'm going to continue to trust in me? Moses saw the unseen. Isn't that right? Moses saw him who was invisible. Well, now, how in the world did Moses see him who was invisible? <laughs> that, that, that is an absolute contradiction. I tell you, with a natural eye, he couldn't see him, could he? With a natural eye, he saw all the beauty and all the riches and all the treasures of Egypt. But with a spiritual eye, Moses forsook Egypt Reckoning. You know what he did? He got out his spiritual calculator. And he reckoned when he got done with a spiritual calculator, a friend that being with the people of God was a greater advantage, and friend come out in the black instead of the red, and instead of staying with the people of Egypt, I'll tell you what he saw. He saw him who was invisible. And Moses throwed his hat in with the people of God. He trusted God in spite of what he saw. What he saw was the riches. What he saw was the honor. What he saw was recognition. What he saw was pride. What he saw was everybody bowing down. What he saw was all the goodness of the flesh. But I'll tell you something else. With his spiritual eye, he saw the end of Egypt. You know, you're going to read just a little while. Just a little while into the book of Exodus... And you're going to read that Egypt and Pharaoh will never be seen again. I don't want to go too far with that. But Pharaoh and his armies was never ever going to be seen by the children of Israel again. Where do I need to put my trust? Acknowledge Him. Recognize Him in all thy ways. And He... Thank God, thank God, He. He who promised. Who, he who promised. Has He made it? Has He promised? Has God made a promise? I tell you, God's made a promise to His people. Can He come through? Can He deliver? I ask you this. You look back at His credibility and you show me one place. You girls sing that song. You show me one place He wasn't God. You show me one place that He failed. You show me one place in the Bible where God did not come through and do everything that He said. Praise God. Look at the credibility. I'll tell you, He's one who's provided. He's one that made a promise. He's the one that can come through. He's the God that we need to put our trust in. And acknowledge Him. Recognize Him. And He will. Do you see this? Do you see this? He, he should. He might. He shall direct thy path. He shall direct thy path. My, my, my. What do I know about Him? 
Do I know Him? Do I know how powerful? Do I know this? Uh, Paul, I believe Paul said it. Maybe another writer said it. I'm getting too mixed up. But he said, uh, 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 maybe, anyway. He is a very present help in a time of need. I believe Paul said in the Philippians, He is near. He is near. How close is He? I tell you, He's present. I'm talking about a God who made made all of this. I'm talking about a God who brought me to the situation and brought you to the situation that you're in. He's the one that brought that about and made us promises in it and said, I'll see you through. Right. Acknowledge me. Recognize me. Right. And He shall. He shall direct. He shall make plain the path you're supposed to take. He shall direct thy path. <laughs> He's not driving me. He's leaving me. A difference there, isn't there? Isn't there a difference? So if I will follow... I won't have to be driven. If I will follow the leadership of God in all my ways, recognize Him. Acknowledge Him. Give Him credit. Give Him praise. You're going to introduce this speaker? Tell us about some of His greatest accomplishments. Well, I heard this morning the greatest accomplishment that happened in one lady's life was that God saved her. I read this accomplishment. Did you? Jesus hung on the cross the last words. It is finished. I read while He was on the mountainside with, with James and John and Peter... And there was Moses and Elijah. And what were they talking about? They were talking about his decease, which should be accomplished. Through his death, I have forgiveness of sin. That's not all. Through his resurrection, I have certainty. I have assurance. I know that He was accepted of God. Through His resurrection, not only not only have my sins been paid for, praise God, I've been brought into a relationship that is better than Adam. It's the truth. In all thy ways, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Follow Him. Surrender Him. Trust Him. Acknowledge Him. Recognize Him. That's all that's on my...